the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5. K298CO Minneapolis. Powered by Advantage Homebuyer. With us for a news line, Bob Agnew in Washington. Jeopardy host Alex Trebek has passed away of advanced pancreatic cancer at his home in California at the age of 80. Alex Trebek and Jeopardy are a part of American culture. Even though Trebek was born in Canada, he won five Emmys hosting Jeopardy. When Trebek was diagnosed with cancer, he was honest and upbeat with his viewers and touched when they flooded him with support. Trebek said in a 2012 AP interview he never wanted to try being a Jeopardy contestant, just the host. I've got the job. I don't have anything to prove anymore. I know how bright I am. I know what what my limitations are and which categories would uh, cause me problems. I'm Margie Zaraleta. Former President George W. Bush says the American people, in his words, can have confidence that this election was fundamentally fair. Its integrity will be upheld, and its outcome is clear. This is SRN News. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Election Day 2020 did not go as the media planned. It was an abject disaster for Democrats. There's no other way to describe it. Join us for our program. Sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11. Here on AM 1280. The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. The Closer edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network continues for one more hour here on a beautiful Sunday. Thanks for joining us on The Patriot just after 2 o'clock. Find us at am1280thepatriot.com and take advantage of the third annual Christmas Mortgage Miracle. It's underway right now. If you haven't registered, you're missing out because you can register to win the Miracle daily. It's brought to you by Tom Atiney of New American Funding. The Miracle is we cover your rent or mortgage for all of next year. Details at am1280thepatriot.com. Your forecast calls for a high of 72 down to 64 overnight. Showers for Monday. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer. Brad Carlson. And 12 Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast. We'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to check us out via Facebook, do so at the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Just uh, go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Uh, and Cynthia has found it. Cynthia says I suck. So she found it okay. So I appreciate that. Hey, folks, I will take all the feedback, negative and positive. That is perfectly fine. Uh, I'm not going to be here to confirm anybody's biases. I'm not going to change uh, my informed opinions uh, because someone doesn't like it, but I do want to hear from you and what you think of it, and uh, we appreciate it. So uh, thanks, as oh, yeah, thanks as always so much. Uh, hey, folks, we're going to uh, kind of make a transition now to uh, the local elections. Yeah, locally, I thought we did uh, pretty well at the legislative level, uh, particularly the Minnesota State Senate. I was saying going into Tuesday, the only thing I want is to hang on to the Minnesota Senate, the one backstop against a progressive utopia by Governor Klink and the Minnesota uh, and the majority in the Minnesota House. And we hung on to the Senate. We had to flip a couple of DFL seats in order to do so, to order in, to ensure that. But it did happen. And one of those flips occurred in Senate District 58 down in the Farmington-Lakeville area. And a two-time guest on the broadcast, uh, Zach Duckworth, prevailed uh, victorious over DFL Senator 
Matt Little, and we're having uh, Zach on to, uh, I guess, to kind of take a proverbial victory lap. Uh, Zach Duckworth, welcome back to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Good to have you on. Good afternoon. It's good to be here, and I'm glad we were able to hold the Senate. Yeah, absolutely, Zach. Uh, Congratulations. I know we saw you at the election night party Tuesday evening as you were walking out and taking photo ops with the Family and friends, um, you've had a, about five days, Zach, I guess, to reflect upon your victory. Um, how are how you, how you doing? How you, are you basking in it? Are you, are you resting up? Uh, what's <laughs> going on since the uh, big victory, Zach Duckworth? Uh, you know, honestly, a steep learning curve, just trying to get acquainted with uh, everything that I need to uh, get accomplished and get lined up between now and January. Still very busy with uh, school board obligations. That's a huge priority right now for obvious reasons. And uh, honestly, just getting to some of the stuff uh, that's been neglected as I've been busy campaigning. I know it sounds boring, but I've just been working on the yard last couple of days with the beautiful weather. Yeah, absolutely. Fortuitous that uh, there's nice weather out. Get some of that thing, some of those things done. I'm sure that kind of uh, uh, fell by the wayside. Um, Zach, I know we talked about your race a little bit and how both the A and B sides of the House District overwhelmingly have voted Republican. Yet it was kind of anomaly in 2016 with uh, DFL Matt Little being elected. So we always felt you had a good shot to take this race, and I'm sure you felt pretty good about it as well. But uh, what, how did you go, how did you approach this race to, uh, to fear? Cause I, you didn't, I didn't get a sense you were overconfident. So how did you uh, protect against maybe that overconfidence knowing that this is a, a traditionally Republican district? Yeah, I guess I, I always had it in the back of my mind as um, you know, for a lot of folks, we, we thought it was an uphill battle, but I knew the numbers were there to support us historically. So honestly, I didn't take anything for granted. And I uh, surrounded myself with people that would keep chirping in my ear and telling me, you know, you got to keep pushing hard, hit more doors, uh, you know, everything that you need to in order to make sure you put it over the top. Honestly, the goal was just not taking anything for granted and uh, going back to the basics and leaving no stone unturned. And that's what we did. I mean, we hit it hard beginning in June, and we never really let up until uh, Election Day. Did you hear from uh, Senator Little uh, in the aftermath of this uh, victory, Zach Duckworth? I did. He called me uh, Wednesday morning and uh, um, congratulated me, and I wished him well. Fantastic. Yeah, and, uh, you know, like I say, it was a it was a pretty decisive victory uh, when, uh, when all was said and done. So now that this... Uh, his victories behind you, and obviously the uh, first regular session uh, gets going in January. What is the, how are you kind of um, shifting your mindset, knowing that you're going, you're actually going to be a sitting senator come January? And obviously, we've talked a lot about the various challenges that are already facing the state in your couple appearances on the broadcast. Uh, how are you kind of uh, shifting that mindset at this point? Yeah, so it's it's uh, a substantial shift. Um, you know, we had a caucus. Uh, last week and got to meet a lot of what will be my future peers. And I couldn't be happier and more humbled to see such a fantastic group of people. I look forward to working with them, uh, but they, they made it well known that we've got a uh, two works, excuse me, two years of a lot of hard work ahead of us. Uh, a lot of it having to do with making sure that we address the state's deficit. So um, unfortunately I think uh, the time to celebrate is going to be short lived because sure. we're immediately going to be working hard so how uh, now that you've uh, you know the campaign is uh, is behind you? What was it like? I guess the the day after. I mean, you know, obviously you're you're working guy full time uh, career with your with your own business and and everything else. Um, what was that first day like? Where I mean, did you reflexively get up say, hey, gotta go knock on doors? It's like, wait a minute, no, I don't. Uh, <laughs> how was that? How was that transition? Yeah, that's funny. I was actually thinking about today that today, and I I, I felt kind of lost because I was I was putting signs away and kind of cleaning up and organizing. And I thought, man, it was a lot, it was kind of actually simpler when I would just get up, uh, grab some literature, start hitting the doors. And uh, that was the focus. But now, you know, uh, planning for the future and um, getting everything uh, set for this coming session is, is going to be, uh, going to be a lot of work, but I'm looking forward to it. And I'm up to the task. Oh yeah. We, we would no, no question about that. Again, we're joined by Zach Duckworth. He, the uh, Republican candidate now Senator elect, in Senate District 58, again, comprised of uh, Farmington and Lakeville and uh, some more rural districts as you move south of the uh, of the district there. Uh, I guess, what does a candidate like yourself do on uh, election night? Are you like some of us uh, 
some of us voters who are constantly refreshing the Secretary of State website. Uh, you go to various <laughs> yeah. parties. I mean, uh, how do you handle that in anticipation? Know that the know that all the votes have been cast. Polls close at eight p.m. and then the waiting game begins. I mean, how do you uh, how do you how do you keep yourself occupied during what is I'm sure a very stressful time, Zach Duckworth? Yeah, so I'll talk you through uh, election day for us. It started very early. Um, there was a portion of Farmington that I still wanted to to lip drop. So uh, early early that morning on Tuesday, uh, me and a couple of volunteers were actually doing some lit drop in Farmington. We came back uh, to the house and uh, started on calls, and we kind of gathered folks there and we started doing get out the boat calls. Um, I took a break because it was such a gorgeous day, and I, I got a, a run in before festivities really kicked off. And then things got interesting. So Representative Pat Garofalo out of Farmington, he warned me the day before. He said, Zach, when you start seeing results come in, he said, don't celebrate right away. You're going to see some pretty good margins for you. But that's because we suspect that the people that vote on the day of uh, are going to be, you know, more in your favor. He oh, said, yeah. You need to kind of keep watching as those early, you know, we can relate to this on a national level, right? He said, watch as the early voting and the absentees or all those ballots start coming into play. So, we were doing exactly what you described, which was kind of refreshing and waiting to see uh, how things would ultimately shake out. But as the night went on, um, it became more and more clear that we had done what we needed to do. And I think um, uh, I think Matt and his campaign wanted to wait till the next morning just to be sure there wasn't any last-minute surprises from some of those early early ballots that were cast. So. Well, it's, I laugh when you bring that up because I think Mitch and I, during our election night broadcast, we called about three or four races Saying, oh, my God, the Republicans pulled the upset in these districts. Oh, wait, no, they didn't. Uh, because of what you said, a lot of the votes came yeah. in later on, the DFL votes, because p- primarily DFLers are the lion's share of uh, of uh, absentee and, and mail-in ba- uh, votes were from the DFL. So we learned that lesson the hard way, Zach Duckworth. So uh, you were obviously yeah. much more judicious than we were, but uh, that that's great. Uh, I'm glad that worked out for you. So when yeah, uh, I mean I I, I, can't, I can't take all the credit that was it was uh, the wisdom of, of Pat Garoppolo to warn me about that ahead of time so I'm very thankful to him. Yeah, where was where was Pat? We could have used him uh, kind of give us a little insight. <laughs> Maybe if he were listening to the broadcast, he could have helped us out. I have no idea, but yeah, that's uh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, well, and, and and I think that's key too. You know, we talked a little bit about this. Um, someone like a Pat Garoppolo who's been you know elected to several terms now in the Minnesota House. Uh, I have to I have to believe mentorship. You know. Just from simple advice like that to you know more sage advice, uh, invaluable, right? It is. I, I, I'll be very honest with you. I'm uh, very, very lucky and fortunate to have uh, strong representatives in both uh, Garofalo and John Kosnick, mm-hmm. uh, one from Farmington, one from Lakeville. They've been a tremendous amount of help. Uh, and honestly, the one of the things I was most sad about election night was uh, Senator Dan Hall. Yes, just a great uh, human being. Awesome, yes. awesome guy. He's he's been a great mentor, great role model to me personally. I was so looking forward to working with him, and uh, and I, I visited with him just yesterday in person, and I could not be more uh, down that uh, that he was not able to pull through successfully. That's a huge, huge loss for Minnesota and the, the uh, Senate Republicans. Yeah, obviously we know the way the demographics have been shifting here in in Minnesota that a lot of these suburban districts, particularly where we are in Egan and Apple Valley and Burnsville and Rosemount, were you know kind of trending purple, maybe even light blue, and certainly his district, um, uh, no difference. So yeah, that that was a major loss, and I think that was another one where we're saying, oh boy, this looks good early, looks good early, and then yeah, unfortunately, uh, uh, fell by the wayside. But uh, you know. Thankfully, still have the uh, majority in the Senate, the one backstop against the uh, uh, progressive utopia to, uh, to come forth. Uh, real, la- uh, real quick, last question, Zach, and we'll let you uh, move on with the rest of your day. Uh, we are fa- you know, we've talked about it a couple of times in your candidate visits here that the state is f- facing a significant deficit. Obviously, the COVID pandemic wreaked havoc on businesses, so ta- sales tax revenues declined, people being unemployed, so obviously... Uh, not paying uh, their state payroll taxes, what have you. Uh, there is going to be discussion on how to close that deficit, and we're going to have to have the hard conversations about cutting spending in some areas. Have you had an opportunity to look at maybe where we could try to cut back some of the areas, or are you going to maybe kind of wait till January once you get a fir- more firm grasp of where we can cut some areas? What What's kind of your uh, overview on that as you're a uh, couple months away from being in the Senate, Zach Duckworth? 
Yeah, uh, great question. And honestly, I'm, I'm taking my lead from uh, Senator Gazelka. And what he mentioned earlier this week is, um, you know, now is our opportunity to to do some substantial government reform at the state level. Um, you know, this is for better or for worse. It, it's it's an excuse, or I should say, a justification for us to do a lot of what we need to do uh, from the state standpoint in terms of our budget. Uh, cutting expenses, eliminating a lot of the waste that occurs, examining some of the fraudulent spending that has mm-hmm. occurred in the past. And, uh, you know, we, we really have an opportunity to say, hey, as we address this crisis and uh, attempt to uh, fix the, the budget issues that it has led to, uh, you know, we've got to do some pretty dramatic overhaul, and now's the time to do it. Um, you know, it's the it's not like before where the economy was, was roaring and we had, you know, um, that $2.5 billion surplus. Uh, now this gives us a pretty good uh, justification to go in there and do the things we know that we should do and need to do uh, while hopefully we have some support of, of uh, the public to do it. Once again, we'll be joined by Zach Duckworth, Senator-elect Zach Duckworth out of Senate District 58, instrumental in helping the Republicans keep the majority in the Minnesota State Senate. Zach Congratulations again. Appreciate your time today. Uh, Enjoy the rest of this uh, beautiful Sunday, and uh, we'll look forward to chatting with you down the line as you get uh, into your legislative career. Congratulations again. Appreciate it. Hey, thank you, sir. As always, it's a pleasure. AM 1280, the Patriot, uh, Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Hi, this is Ryan with my three quotes. As you may already know, my company is the only free service of its kind that provides you with detailed competitive quotes on window, siding, and roofing installs from multiple local contractors after just one short meeting with me. I really wanted to thank all the Patriot listeners who worked with me to improve their homes this year. Some of you have already received big-name window quotes and saved thousands of dollars through my three quotes. I cannot stress enough to call me if you had a window bid that nearly gave you a heart attack. With the best pricing in the Twin Cities and zero pressure, we'll get that heart rate back to normal. For roofing, I can use satellite imaging and measurements to get you three competing quotes, whether it's storm damage or just an upgrade. Don't wait. Winter is the time to have me check it out, making sure we secure a spring installation date. Windows and siding, however, are installed all winter long, typically saving my clients even more money. So set an appointment today at GetMyThreeQuotes.com. That's the number three, GetMyThreeQuotes.com. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. Relieffactor.com. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. It's time to throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 1280 to Patriot hosts in high quality with Alexa and Amazon Echo. In an era of fake news and misleading headlines, turn to a leader in accurate reporting, townhall.com. Get caught up with today's top stories, find brilliant commentary from our columnists, and have a laugh with our political cartoons at townhall.com. Welcome back. AM twelve eighty the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. American woman. 
Well, those of you who've been listening to this show for any length of time, you know when the theme song American Woman comes on, it can only mean one thing, and that is a longtime friend of the broadcast, uh, Julia Coleman, is joining us. Julia has, uh, oh, she's been checking in uh, for the better part of the last six, seven years, I guess, uh, back when she was crowned Miss Minneapolis in 2014, competing for Miss Minnesota. We followed her career uh, working in uh, media, private business, uh, member of the Chan Aston City Council, and this past Tuesday, also elected to the Minnesota State Senate, very instrumental in keeping the Senate in Republican hands. By the way, Julia was elected to Senate District 47, which is a Carver County area, specifically fine cities like Chaska, Waconia, and the part of Chanhassen where Julia and her family reside. Uh, Julia Coleman, welcome back to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Always good to hear from you, young lady. Thank you, Brad. I must look ridiculous to my neighbors because I am outside just beaming because you played that song. That was so wonderful. Well, it's a staple, Julia. You should know that. If I if I ever if I ever don't play it uh, before you come on, I, I I'm deserving of a reprimand if nothing else because that's a, that's a staple. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're always glad to do it. Always good to have you on. And, and congratulations, by the way, on the on the big victory. We know it was a. Uh, a district favorable to uh, to the Republicans has been for quite some time, but uh, if your uh, if your activity was any indication, you were working like this was a swing district. So, congratulations again on the well the well earned victory, Julia. Thank you. You know, I always run my races like I am you know ten points down and ten thousand dollars behind, and so I think that definitely paid off. Uh, our team worked incredibly hard, uh, not only through the endorsement and the primary, but we went hard through the finish line, and it really paid off because this district is uh, gr- always growing, and there's always thousands of new voters to reach out to. And obviously, uh, you had to, in addition to paying attention to your own race, obviously the Senate majority for Republicans uh, was in peril. It was a 35-32 majority going into Tuesday night and uh, managed to flip uh, two DFL seats because the Republicans lost three seats. So the razor-thin majority is still in play. And uh, uh, you have to be thrilled starting your legislative career, at least at the state level, uh, in the majority, right, Julia Coleman? Absolutely. When I was an intern in the state Senate, they had just lost the majority and were moving into the minority. And I remember seeing how big of a struggle that was. So I'm glad that uh, I do not have to experience that. Yeah, absolutely. And there's obviously a lot of challenges lie ahead. I mean, if nothing else, you serving on the city council where you live, in addition to, well, I mean, just being a citizen, living everyday life, the, the various challenges that uh, COVID has presented itself. Obviously, we're staring at a pretty significant budget deficit uh, in 2021 being a budget year. So um, what what are you kind of doing, I guess, to prepare yourself for that initial session and what will inevitably be, uh, let's be honest, a pretty bruising budget fight, I anticipate? You know, I think that I've been preparing for it for a very long time, not intentionally, but in everything that I've been doing in my life leading up to this moment. Um, Senator Jensen is a very inspiring man to me and always reminds me of uh, that verse in Esther, that we are here for such a time as this. Mm. And I think that dealing with a very tight budget on the Chanhassen City Council, uh, diving deep into Minnesota's largest and most critical industry that represents companies large and small, as well as walking in the shoes of a small growing family trying to manage their household budgets every day has prepared me for such a time as this. And I can tell you, you know, this is something we've uh, talked about. Obviously, um, my wife and I both know you pretty well, and we were reminiscing about your days when you were first coming on the broadcast, as I mentioned at the outset. I was early 2014. You were crowned Miss Minneapolis. You came on to talk about not only the responsibilities that came with that title, but also preparing the next four or five months uh, for Miss Minnesota. And then, of course, you were in your senior year of college. You were getting ready to graduate college. And I remember saying then, I said, boy, this young lady certainly can uh, uh, juggle a lot of things at one time. That's going to bode well for whatever career you choose to be in. And, you know, we were talking about it. We didn't know specifically. Figured it would be something uh, political. And now, fast forward six and a half, seven years, and uh, it's the balancing act all over again, Julie. Obviously, you've got a young family, full-time job, in addition to your responsibilities at Chan Anderson City Council. So I have a feeling what you were going through when we first met certainly served you well this time around. Yeah, you know, they say to give more responsibilities to the busiest people that you know, and it sounds counterintuitive, 
But it's true. I feel that it is no big deal to just keep adding more to our schedules and our agendas here because we're already going at 100 miles a minute. And, uh, you know, I think that the biggest training for that is chasing my one-year-old around because (laughs) he's also going at 100 miles a minute. Um, But I'm very much looking forward to balancing motherhood and the state Senate. And, you know, I have a very good role model that I'll be working alongside for that in Senator Benson. Yeah, absolutely. And I know we've talked about this before. Uh, Senator Benson, I, I still remember uh, 20. It was, In fact, it was her first session, 2011. Her daughter, Claire, was born in the middle of the session. And Claire couldn't have been a week or two old where the senator stepped up to the podium to answer a question from the media all while you know, taking care of her of her newborn. So, yeah, it absolutely can be done and will be done. We no, no doubt about that, Julia. So very exciting time. Uh, I guess what have you... What, having gone through all you've gone through in this uh, campaign, obviously we've talked about a little bit about this. You probably had some ideas in mind what you wanted to do if you were elected. And then, of course, in early 2020, uh, COVID hit and the campaign kind of took on a whole new, uh, probably an adjustment period. There wasn't going to be big parades. There wasn't going to be big crowds gathering. Um, so how were you able to make that transition to kind of you know scale back some of the activities in order to you know, still run a very uh, a successful campaign, albeit with the protocols, the COVID protocols still in place? Absolutely. It switched from macro campaigning to micro. It went from, you know, expecting to do the parades and meeting a hundred or a couple hundred people there. Uh, Carver County has a huge parade every year mm-hmm. uh, to have and having big meet and greet events to, okay, now all of our time is going to be focused on one-on-one conversations, whether that be on the phone or the, at the doors or even on Facebook. I can't tell you how many voters reach out over the messenger feature on our campaign page. And so it was a lot of one-on-one conversations, which I know campaigns are all about that, but it tends to be a blend between big events where you meet a lot of people all at once and then the personal conversations. And so it was a weird year, not having parades, not even having an in-person endorsing convention. Um, But, you know, we, we made it work and we met a lot of great people along the way. I'm hoping it'll be uh, different later on down the road because it is very weird campaigning uh, without any type of events in the community going on. But uh, it was a good learning experience nonetheless. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and this is something, obviously, that all the candidates face, very unique challenges. Everybody's taught, you know, especially the new candidates coming in, they say, this is what you can expect. And then, and, and of course, early 2020 comes and it's like, okay, forget everything I told you. <laughs> here's what here's what we have to go through. So, yeah, we, we certainly have a tremendous amount of respect to all of you candidates who had to kind of make that adjustment on the fly. Uh, Julie, we just have a few more minutes. I did want to at least get your input on this. I talked about this in the first hour. Uh, you obviously being very politically engaged and being a tremendous advocate for your uh, fellow women in politics, that had to absolutely be very, very heartening to you that of the gains Republicans made in the U.S. House, and they were there were some gains unexpectedly, but we did uh, uh, definitely put a crimp in the Democrat majority at the U.S. House level. Uh, the vast majority were female candidates led by Elise Stefanik, Congresswoman out of New York with their uh, with, with her successful recruitment, that has to definitely have you beaming with pride because uh, there was a definite lack of uh, strong women in, on, in the Republican side at the U.S. House, and to increase that or to put a dent in the majority with the vast majority being women certainly had to be heartening to you, Julie Coleman. Absolutely it was. I am so passionate about getting more women to step up to the plate and run. Uh, as we learned in our fellowship training that Most women have to be asked seven times to run, where the average man will just volunteer to run. And, you know, I am a little embarrassed to say that that held true in my own case as well. Uh, I think we as women are just always being told to wait our turn and are trying to be polite. And sometimes Mm. we just have to get, as my husband tells me, sharp elbows. And I loved Elise Stefanik's tweet about, you know, I really look forward to all the glossy covered magazines talking about all of the great Republican women trailblazers that were elected this year. I think it was very sarcastic. Yes. Her point was definitely <laughs> definitely made. And, you know, I think that we're seeing Republican women not only 
young Republican women be pushed in seats that aren't just swing districts. They're getting pushed in heavily Republican areas yes. as well. We're not just putting them up for the vote. You know, in my race, who would have thought that Carver County, Minnesota, would send the youngest woman ever elected to the state Senate to the state Senate? I mean, it's incredible that people are seeing that women need a seat at the table. We run our household budgets. We are the number one drivers of the economy, and our voices are definitely needed. And I was so happy to see all of the Republican women get across the finish line. Absolutely. Once again, we are joined by Senator-elect. Bye, that sounds great. Senator-elect Julia Coleman, Senator District 47, Carver County area. Julia, congratulations again. Best of luck to you going forward. If I don't see you before then, I will definitely stop by the Senate office building come January and, and say hello. So look forward to talking to you then. Thanks, Brad. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. When does a person get rights? When a person is a person. All across our nation, our nation is divided. In our homes, in social media, everywhere you turn. But what is at the heart of this division? In the new movie, Divided Hearts of America, Super Bowl champion and executive producer Benjamin Watson searches for the truth. This is one of the worst possible choices that any woman and her family has to make. You'll discover why the most polarizing debate of this century boils down to the sacred dignity of human life. There is no personhood under law. We don't have that in this country. With Divided Hearts of America, you'll learn what you need to be armed to fight what divides us and come to a place of real unity with empathy, healing, and real hope. Be part of the change and watch Divided Hearts of America. Go to SalemNow.com to purchase. Use promo code MINNEAPOLIS to save 20%. That's promo code MINNEAPOLIS to save 20% off. Are you struggling with a high cost of prescription medications? How would you like to save up to 90% on your medications and have them delivered for free? Now you can with one simple call. Yes, save up to 90% on many of your prescription medications by calling A-plus BBB-accredited healthwarehouse.com based in Florence, Kentucky. No gimmicks, no coupons, no cards to use. And all prescriptions are FDA-approved and safely sent to your home with free delivery. Here's one example of your savings. A 90-day prescription of generic Lipitor can cost $90 at your local pharmacy. Healthwarehouse.com offers the same medication for about 20 bucks. Find out how much you can save on your prescription medications and get free delivery with one free call right now. Call 800-497-9632. 800-497-9632. That's 800-497-9632. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack Barbecue. Ooh, 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 yeah. Welcome back, AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. And let's, let this be a lesson to all future guests. If you become a friend of the broadcast, you get your own theme music. Yes, that means only one thing. Joan Jett's Love, all, love is All Around. That's Karen Housley. State Senator Karen Housley re-elected to the Minnesota State Senate in Senate District 39. The northmost part of the district in Forest Lake goes all the way down to St. Croix. River Valley. Uh, Karen had a lot of big money dollars thrown in her district to try to unseat her, but uh, she still 
ended up winning by a comfortable six-point margin, but once again, didn't take anything for granted, worked like it was a uh, swing district, and she emerged victorious and is going back to the Minnesota State Senate for a third term. Karen Housley, always good to have you on the broadcast. How are you? I am good. Thanks for having me again. I feel a little bit more relaxed than you last had me on. <laughs> well, I would imagine. Uh, imagine so. Uh, I, you know, Karen, God bless you. I don't know how you did it. I mean, you've got so much going on with life as it is, and then you throw a reelection campaign on top of it. And oh, by the way, it's one of the most targeted districts in the entire state, and the balance of power uh, is uh, at stake in this uh, particular Senate seat. So I can't imagine the kind of strain you were under. So did you feel it was kind of uh, I don't know, cathartic, because I saw you put out a lot of videos each and every day kind of uh, hitting back at these claims and reaching out to mm-hmm. your constituents. Was it was it kind of cathartic to kind of get that all off your chest, Karen Housley? Well, you know, it, I, I realized something about me. Like, I'm, I'm pretty easygoing, pretty friendly. Not a lot of things bother me. But when somebody keeps coming at you like that, I get I get angrier and angrier. Mm. And it kind of it kind of fuels me. So it was like, all right, game on, people. If you want to start spreading those lies and spend more than a million dollars against me, I'm not just going to sit there and roll over. So, yeah, I uh, I just started doing videos every day calling them liars. So I didn't know what else to do. I couldn't. I could only spend $100,000 out of our Senate account, and they were spending $1.5 million. So I was like, okay, i got to fight fire with fire the only way I know how, and it's just throw videos out there for free. So I guess it worked. I guess it worked. So, phew. Yeah, absolutely, and, and you know, and uh, I, um, I, it's funny. I kind of I follow uh, one of your daughters on uh, Instagram, your oldest daughter, and she was uh, t- uh, sitting with uh, with her kids, your grandkids, and uh, watching videos. And uh, practically every YouTube video that came up, there was Grandma and how Grandma's bad for Minnesota. I mean, my gosh, Karen, not even your grandkids were safe. They still love you. I get it, but you know that just yeah. that's kind of disturbing. How it's kind of inundating your family like that. <laughs> It was um, it was so funny because yeah I was watching uh, Lewis wanted to get a skunk for a pet and I was like okay let's watch YouTube and see how how you can get a skunk for a pet and up up pops that uh-huh. video that Clark Housley's bad for Minnesota and he just looked at me and he was like Grandma and I went oh my gosh no even Lewis and then the mail pieces would come. And, you know, Karen Housley's bad for Minnesota. And they, they fight over who got to carry Gigi around the house in a little mail piece. Uh, and then, and he would, like, look across the room when he was watching his YouTube, and he'd give me that look, and I'd say, did another ad pop up? And he'd say, mm-hmm, a oh, bad boy. one. <laughs> <laughs> and even, so I didn't know that they were going to come this hard against me, but we had our house on the market, and, you know, we've lived in it for 30 years. So that we sold our house at the beginning of August, and Phil was up in Edmonton during the um, – the uh, uh, the bubble for the playoffs. Mm, yep. Yep. So I had one week to pack up my house of 30 years in the middle of the campaign. It was like right now today, I almost don't know what to do with myself because there's nothing on my list. I was running as fast as I could to win the election, get me moved out of the house. And whew, it feels good right now to have won it and to keep the majority and to just just show them that all of their outside the state money it just yes. it isn't gonna it isn't gonna buy them buy them the Senate. So we we hung in there barely and we just have the one seat majority, but praise the Lord. Yeah, it is the one backstop against you know, against Governor Walls and the in the substantial what was a substantial majority in the House. We've uh, we've chewed into that a little bit, so that was definitely uh, a good thing. Uh as these mailers and these advertisements were coming out, obviously Karin, for you it was you're you was as business as usual you're still doing the lit drops you're still doing the door knocking i mean that's just who you are you're still gonna you're gonna still work like this uh like this depends on you so did you have any voters that would were normally reliable voters for you uh did they buy into a lot of this stuff because you didn't win by as big a margin as you did before but did you have people that knew you that actually were persuaded by some of these negative ads um, no, I didn't have anybody that knew me that were solid in my camp. They just threw them right in the garbage. But what did happen, which was, it was kind of upsetting is I had supporters that would have my sign in their yard back in 2016 that I saw my opponent sign in, mm. so I'd knock on the door and I would say, what happened? And they would say, oh, it's not you, Karen. Um, you know, we like you, but you know what? We're, we just can't vote for you because of your president of your president is what they said. Ah. So yeah, it was. I mean, Stillwater and the, the B side of my district is really, really 
did not like President Trump. And right. so um, it didn't matter what I said or what I did or what I, you know, my my record, I would even say, but wait, I've done this and this and this for, for the St. Croix Valley. Nope. They were just, it was a flat out vote against Trump. So that was, that was disappointing. But hopefully 2022, we, we can flip the House and we can increase our majority in the Senate because I do feel... And, you know, the, the data has it that it'll it'll swing back a little bit so we can increase the majority. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and we certainly saw that in 2018. Obviously, the president wasn't on the ballot, so there wasn't going to be as high a turnout, say, for our side uh, as for the DFL. And, yeah, you, you know, unfortunately, a good friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, Kathy Lomer, lost her her house race on the one side. And, uh, you know, and Shelley Christensen, the DFL, are barely survived. Uh, re-election. That was kind of a disappointment. I thought, uh, I thought Joe Garofalo was a good, terrific candidate. Uh, tried to get him on the show and fell just short. So, uh, do you think that's more in, on those lines, Karen? Do you think that's more indicative of because they don't like the president, or is that area like some first ring suburban areas kind of evolving, becoming more purple? What's kind of your overall assessment on that? It definitely is is becoming more purple because, uh, and you know, we're in the real estate business, and it's been a mass exodus of Minneapolis and St. Paul out to the suburbs, oh, sure. and they bring with them their liberal ideas. So it it definitely has grown in some of these uh, new communities. There's it's, it's more blue, um, but I I think there was a lot of of hatred for the president. It was really really unfortunate, but. Hopefully we can get Joe Garofalo to run again in 2022. He came so, so close. Um, and I think I think he'll be able to do it in 2022. And there's a bunch of other races that we're looking at. I'm, I'm already starting to recruit for some of these districts because I think there's going to be a, uh, a swing back. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And obviously with the things, way things have gone nationally and obviously the way of the makeups of state legislatures and, of course, uh, the redistricting, which uh, you didn't, uh, yeah, you weren't around for the uh, for the first round of it. You were elected later that uh, that year, so that's something obviously that's going to be uh, coming up in uh, uh, 2022. But 2021 being a budget year, obviously, Karen, you know full well, having been in the Senate, how the COVID pandemic has has wreaked havoc. There's going to be probably a significant uh, budget deficit, and the DFL has never met a uh, tax increase they didn't like, and they're going to somehow try to justify mitigating it with tax increases, whereas we Republicans like spending cuts, uh, you must feel like you have at least a little more credibility, a little more gravitas to bring forth the ideas of spending cuts, because where are you going to get the tax revenue if, if, if businesses are, are are suffering and people aren't, aren't being employed? I mean, hopefully cooler heads prevail on this one, Karen. Well, and I think that's why we did keep the majority is, is people were worried about that. We, we don't have any room to increase tra- taxes. We've got to reduce the spending. And in all of the areas where, not all of the areas, but the, the suburbs where Trump lost, we were able to keep the majority. So I think Minnesotans are thinking just that, like, whoa, 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 do mm-hmm. not increase our taxes. You guys, you have to find some waste, fraud, and abuse happening within government and cut some spending because it is going to be a big deficit and and we've got this huge budget uh, that we've got to somehow figure out in this next year. So that's going to be it. We've got to we've got to cut spending, and people aren't going to like it. Um, but we can't we can't continue to increase our taxes here. Yeah, and, and I and I only think I think about last. I think it was last spring. There were some uh, automatic raises that were going in for some of the uh, uh, public employees, mm-hmm. government employees. And, you know, there wasn't a suggest, you know, it wasn't like these people were losing their jobs like many of us did in the private sector. It was like, look, you know, there's an idea there's, you know, it, it may not amount to much, but we have to figure out how we can cut back on some of the spending. And even the idea of freezing raises, small raises for just a year was met with incredible resistance. So mm-hmm. there just doesn't seem to be an appetite to cut spending. But, boy, they're going to have they're, they're going to have to be open to it, I would think. Yep, they're going to have to be because, of, right, all of us in the private sector, we took a hit, a big hit, mm-hmm. and you just can't have government salaries on autopilot and continue to get increases when the whole state and country are hurting. So, yeah, it's going to have to be looked at. And I know um, Senator Rosen and Senator Benson have, you know, kind of issued the statement out there, you better look to cut at least 5% of your budget in each one of those large departments. Um but but we have to. We have right. to because the alternative is raising taxes, and that's just not going to fly. Once again, we've been joined by Karen Housley, uh, re-elected in her Senate district, Senate District 39 out there at uh, Forest Lake down to the St. Croix 
uh, River Valley. And again, check out our website, uh, KarnHousley.com. Uh, Karn, we appreciate your time as always. Congratulations again on this very well-earned and hard-fought victory, and uh, glad you're taking a little bit of downtime to kind of relax mm-hmm. and uh, before you get geared up and get back into real life. Congratulations again, and if I don't see you before then, we'll definitely uh, come visit you in the state office building like we do every year. So uh, look forward to seeing you again soon. Appreciate the time as always. Awesome. Thank you, Brad. We'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, back with one final segment on the broadcast. Boy, this has gone quick. Back in mere moments, go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Whoa, look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Gift-giving occurs year-round, whether for birthdays, holidays, or a special expression of thanks to your best clients and customers. Of course you want to show your love and gratitude, but you also want to give a gift that provides a positive image of you and your organization. Solaire Infrared Grills from BestHotGrill.com are both practical and unforgettable. Made in the USA, Solaire has a grill for most budgets, but more importantly, Solaire delivers the wow that everybody likes to receive in a gift. Impressive out of the box, and even more so in use, The Solaire Infrared Grills are the gift of value that will build relationships. With every great-tasting, juicy meal enjoyed from their Solaire, they'll think of you. Step up your gift-giving. Learn more about the amazing Solaire Infrared Grills at BestHotGrill.com. That's BestHotGrill.com. BestHotGrill.com. Parents, let's be honest. Many high school and college-age kids seem to have little direction these days. That might be true for your son or daughter. They spend a lot of time gaming, hanging with friends, but nothing seems to lead them on a path to adulthood. You may want them to go to a four-year university, but their grades just don't warrant it. Their lack of passion and direction makes you wonder if a four-year university would even be a wise investment. Here's a better route to consider. The Facilities Management HVAC or Electronics Training Program available through SalemCareerHub.com. They'll learn real-life work skills that are marketable and in high demand right now. And at SalemCareerHub.com, you can sign up for these courses at 50% off their regular price. Talk it over with your kids and get them out of the basement. They're probably as anxious as you are to move forward and just need a little push. The place to start? SalemCareerHub.com. You can also call 866-711-6275. 866-711-6275. Or SalemCareerHub.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like freedom and the Second Amendment. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. One final segment of the broadcast, talking Minnesota Senate this hour, as you can probably sense a theme. Given that uh, three DFL candidates flipped Republican-held Minnesota Senate seats, the Republicans then had to flip two DFL seats in order to maintain the majority. One was in Senate District 58, was Zach Duckworth, who was our first guest this hour. And our next guest, Gene Dornick, ended up flipping the DFL-held seat in Senate District 27, which is down in the Albert Lee in Austin areas. And that uh, gave the Republicans their razor-thin majority going into the next session. And uh, Gene Dornick joins us on the broadcast right now. Uh, Gene Dornick, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network, sir. Ha- glad to have you on. Thanks for inviting me, Brad. Appreciate it. 
Uh, congratulations on the uh, on the hard fought victory down in uh, Senate District uh, twenty seven. Did you have any idea, Gene Dornick, that it would uh, probably come down to your race to maintain the majority? Uh, you know, uh, that's what they kind of you know as they looked at, it, they thought it might. They they knew they do a great job of uh, you know targeting races and stuff. So sure. they told me that it could come down to this, but uh, we were hoping not. But it ended up uh, that's exactly the way it turned out. So what was it like for you uh, out there in the uh, campaign trail? Obviously, this is a, a DFL-held seat, and you were out there uh, to the to the best you can, given the COVID pandemic. Obviously, there weren't big uh, crowd gatherings, parades that normally would go along with the campaign. So what were you hearing specifically at the doors from your constituents as far as their uh, top concerns going into this election cycle, Gene Dornick? Uh, they definitely support the police. Uh, they are concerned with uh, the health care. Uh, they're concerned with the the budget deficit we have. Sure. Uh, we're probably, probably the three top issues uh, that were at the doors. But to give you a little bit of background, to, you know, it was more than just about this election. I, I first ran in 2016. Okay. And that's where we did, uh, you know, the really the foundational push. And we uh, became really, we weren't targeted or anything. And we did really well. And, uh, you know, we got 45% of the a vote coming in late. Uh, unnamed candidates. Not a lot of money, so we kind of set the stage in 2016. So hey, this this seat uh, looks like it's vulnerable, um, and then they agreed, and so I, I had decided uh, shortly after the race that I was going to do it again. I don't like to lose, and I just felt you know what I think that uh, this this district's uh, looking for a change with uh, you know what I saw, and as I talked to people, I just didn't have enough time to get my name out there and uh, to talk to the folks. And so I was just continuing on in 2020. So we kind of had a jump start on it and uh, we just uh, continued on and uh, built on what we, what we started in 2016. And, and I'm very grateful that we came out on top this time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they, you know, like I say, we needed <laughs> definitely needed both of those uh, seats Senate district 58, as we alluded to. And then of course your district, Senate District 27. But what about you personally, Gene Dornick? If you, uh, I don't know if the listeners are as uh, familiar with you. Uh, what was your background, and I guess what was the catalyst for you making your uh, initial run for the seat in 2016? All right, so I grew up on a dairy farm. So I got 20 years in the farm where, you know, we learned a lot about hard work responsibility. From there, I went to vocational school, got into carpentry, residential, um, you know, got married and uh, was working on, you know, houses and started having some kids and uh, I needed something with more, uh, you know, uh, with benefits and a little more, uh, you know, consistency. Sure. So I joined the Carpenters Union and I was a union carpenter for 22 years, loved it. Um, and then in 2009, got laid off like, a, you know, a lot of other hardworking men and women. And sure. at that time we had 12 children at home. So uh, unemployment wasn't going to make it. And it wasn't going to pay the bills so i told my older three boys to say hey, we're going to start a family business and uh that's what we did we started a family business so i'm kind of used to my back against the wall and then can't fail we gotta make this work so then we uh started a very successful business and we're still in that business yet today um to get into how i got uh interested in politics i guess i've always not always but for probably 20 years i've been involved in local politics and got asked to run in 2010 uh, by the state rep that was retiring, and I'm just, ah, my kids are too young, and I uh, decided, no, it's not the time. And then 2016 rolled around, and uh, they didn't have a candidate to go against uh, the current senator sure. there in District 27. So I said, well, I, I'll, I'll go for it. So um, we had our, you know, 12 kids, so they helped us, and we had our parade uh, already, and we had a lot of help, a lot of support from the, the local people and volunteers and family, and uh, so that's kind of in a nutshell who I am, where I came from, and then with the diversity of you know the, the farm background, the labor background, the union you know background, and then uh, small business. I guess I think I fit the district really well, so that's kind of real real quick uh, my background and a little bit how I got uh, running there in 2016. No, I'm gl- finish it in 2020. Yeah, no, I'm glad you clarified that. Twelve kids, you said. I, I was going to ask for a clarification on that. Did you say twelve kids? So, yeah, like you said, <laughs> you kind of had your uh, own little parade, door-knocking army, all that sort of thing, Gene Dornick. Did, uh, did they uh, really uh, pitch in to get this uh, get this done over the top? Yeah, so in 20, 
2016, we, that was pretty much what we had. That we door knocked uh, pretty much the whole district uh, as a family and a few volunteers. And then now uh, this year, we had some support uh, from the, uh, the Senate Victory Fund or the Senate, uh, and I had uh, some help up there. But uh, yeah, we still, my daughters and heavy young daughters, we got eight girls and four boys, and uh, uh, a few of them are married, so we only have five at home now. So, okay. So yeah, we. Enjoyed the door knocking. I mean, it's great meeting the people. Uh, people are really are good to talk to at the doors. You know, there's very few people uh, that were, you know, Minnesota nice. We are. And people are happy to see us, uh, respect the distance, you knock on the door, step back. And I only had a few people that said, hey, I'm glad you came. I just set it there on the step. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we we enjoyed uh, the had some great conversations. And uh uh, it was, you know, it was it was a good uh, good conversations, and it, and that's what it is, you know. That's that's what uh, being a public servant or running for office is listening to people, and you gotta you gotta get out there to hear them. So that's that's what we did, and uh, I think it was a difference. I have to imagine too, with you know, given the pandemic and you know people sheltering in place and you know staying distant and whatever, um, some were actually probably welcome to have visitors. Uh, did, did you get a little bit of that, uh, Gene Dornick, on the trail? <laughs> I did. Yeah. Yep. And actually, more than you would think. You know. Oh yeah. I, I heard so many times. Thank you so much. Or you're the first one that stopped. Or. You know, and then even if I'm a Democrat, it's like you know that's okay. I, I'm an American first, and so we have a nice little chat and uh, you know, whether Republican or Democrat, I, I well, I mean, I, I'm going to serve both, you know, that's what we're trying uh, represent both. I'm, you know, not always going to agree, but what we can sure. do is get along and, and talk and maybe debate and, and, you know, get to know each other better and, and the whys of what we believe. So uh, we have a minute left with our, I guess, uh, Gene Dornick again, Senator elect Gene Dornick out of Senate district 27, again, down in the Albert Lee, Austin, uh, areas. Uh, Gene, about what point did you get a uh, call from your, assuming you had a call from your DFL opponent, uh, learning that you had officially won this? Because obviously a lot of votes went late into the night, some into the following morning, given the mail by uh, ballot, ballots by mail, absentee, whatnot. When did you officially know that you were uh, the senator-elect? Uh, well, I've never got a call, so... Um... You know, I just uh, through the night, you know, it was a hard night that we had uh, going through without having the numbers there in, in Austin, knowing that's his hometown and he's strong, he's strong, really sure. supported there. And uh, we were ahead by, I can't remember, like 3,500 votes, and I knew that would get uh, whittled down. And so we just watched it like all of you, and, uh, you know, it was about Got 5 o'clock uh, yeah. Saturday, Saturday night, and it's like, okay, it looks looks good. We got uh, we got a good solid lead here, and most of the stuff is, is in, so... Gene Dornick, yeah, appreciate the time, sir. We're we're out of time, but we thank you so much. Congratulations again, and uh, we'll definitely come visit you at the Senate office building uh, once you uh, have an office there. Appreciate the time, sir. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. AM1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Godspeed, my friends. Did you know 86,000 Americans just like you lose a limb every year to untreated neuropathy? If you suffer from numbness, tingling, burning, or restless pain in your hands or feet, and your neuropathy is not improving, contact Dr. Knight at Abundant Life Health Center in Chanhassen today. It's time to end your ongoing cycle of more and more medications that do nothing and almost always result in unwanted surgeries and possible amputations. Get your life back today. Abundant Life Health Center has helped hundreds of patients reverse their neuropathy. In fact, they have a 95% success rate of patients seeing improvements in their pain and symptoms in the first 90 days. If you're ready to regain your independence, contact Dr. Knight at Abundant Life Health Center in Chanhassen. As a Patriot listener, you receive a special $49 Get Acquainted offer. That's a $250 value for just $49. Neuropathy doesn't wait around. You shouldn't either. Call 952-300-8338 to schedule a full neuropathy workup with Dr. Knight. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 
Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, EVRcleaning.com. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. AM 1280, The Patriot.